Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. How's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing? (laughs) Pretty good, man. Three seasons (laughs) a wrap. Yes. Now I'm anxious. And the Knicks get their season over and going on Wednesday night. Who are they playing, Jay? Um, They're playing the Pacers. You're positive. Yes. Yes, I am. And remember, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that's pissed everyone off. From Frank Isola to Ian Begley, from Igibras Dacus to everyone's favorite, Damian Dotson. But we will be the last one standing of them all, especially if Ian Begley keeps choking on the chips. I got to get out of this fucking voice here. Barry, if you were a betting man, which we know you are, (laughs) <laughs> what kind of chips do you think Ian Bagley was choking on? Uh, I'm going to go Lay's. Listen, Jay. Hit, you want me to play? play we'll, yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you, you know, the Lay's so? chips are so thin and so flaky, and they just yeah. like, they start breaking right away, and they're sharp edges. They scratch the throat. You don't think the Lay's, like, oh, they're so thin that they almost start dissolving in your mouth? Yeah, no, I'd go with more like a Ruffles, you know? Oh, ruffles so yeah. have ridges kind of thing. Really? What do you think? Play it again, Jay. <clears throat> of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Pringles, you know, like the, the sour cream flavoring that they put on that powder. It got caught in the back of his throat. A little bit came off. Sucked it down a little too fast. So you think it's more of the flavoring being too strong than it was him actually choking on the chip itself. I think it's that powder flavoring coming off the chip okay. getting caught in his lungs. It's possible. Maybe it's like a jalapeno kind of thing or something. Play Just it again, because I don't way. think it's possible to Lay's. One, one more time. I changed my answer actually <laughs> from Lay's to Wise, because Wise actually has like the air bubbles in it sometimes. It's even thinner. <laughs> Maybe, Barry. I don't know if you guys noticed, but in today's player Zoom press conferences, Ian Begley did not get even one question in. So I don't know if it's a coincidence or or what's going on there. Why do you think that is? I mean, he's he's choked and he's had his kids interfere. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe they just said, why don't you sit this one out? Just try and get your house in order. That's right. You know, maybe Thibodeau had something to do with it. He's trying to hold everybody accountable. He said, you know, you, you didn't come prepared. There you go. Yeah, you not you not only have to perform in the articles, you got to perform in the questioning. Maybe they just said everybody's sick and tired of having you ask, you know... How, you know, hope the family's doing well. Maybe they're just sick of that crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of that crap. <laughs> Barry, can you bet on any of that at betonline.ag? That you can't, but I did place another bet today. Ooh. On Ooh what? what was that on? That was on Rookie of the Year. Cole Anthony oh, is at plus 1,800. 
Okay. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw 30 bucks down on this, you know, in the chance that, you know, he has a, a big year because he was one of the guys I thought would have an impact on this season. So I threw 30 bucks, which would net me $540. That's interesting. If he does. You know, he's got the most points scored in this preseason among rookies. I said, you know, let me let me throw it that way. And I did. And you could go to betonline.ag. You could find lots of those NBA future bets. You could find live betting, lots of stuff on there. Really easy to set up an account. Head on over to betonline.ag today. You're basically throwing your money away just like I did last year when I bet on the Knicks to win the Atlantic and the championship. Well, that's throwing your money away. Guys, the last five quarters against Cleveland were some of the best Knicks basketball I have seen in almost 300 days. All right. <laughs> 300 the days? The numbers were impressive. Pretty spectacular. Aside from Obi Toppin really not doing much of anything besides getting some nice passes in there and one or two alley-oops. He didn't falter. It's not like he was bad. He, he just, was not you bad. Know, he wasn't one of the big contributors, that's all. You know, I'm chalking it up to he is so mature and knows exactly what he needs to do that he's just not trying to show off in preseason. He's going to come when the regular season comes. Is that what it is? He's like a veteran. He's not, He knows it's preseason. He's not playing in preseason. He was a veteran when he was with those other four guys in that fourth quarter that day. But guys, let's forget about our, our lottery pick, Obi Toppin. Let's talk about the rise of Emmanuel Quickly. He has become a near legend <laughs> in just five quarters of preseason ball in an empty MSG. Two games ago, 9.7 assists, plus 19 in the game, the best on the team. And the last game, got the start at point guard, 22 points, five assists, five steals, three for five from three. Since he's started playing bigger minutes over those over these past five quarters, everything has changed. The way he directed the offense, the bounce in his step, how he pushed the tempo, his shot, the alley-oops to Knox, Toppin, I think Mitch even, RJ. And just the fact that we finally have a point guard. And I don't know if he is, if we we can say that we finally discovered our point guard of the future. But for right now, the fact that we have a point guard that we don't even need to teach how to shoot. If Thibodeau doesn't see that Emmanuel Quickly is the guy that needs to start at point guard for this team, I just think it's going to be crazy if he doesn't feel that way. I don't know how crazy it is. I mean, I, I do think that Tibbs wouldn't have any issues, you know, putting him in that starting lineup. It's going to come down to who he believes is going to be the most success successful around IQ. And he also is going to want to put IQ in a situation to be successful himself. I mean, IQ hasn't played against an NBA team yet. No disrespect to the Cavaliers. That was not an NBA team. So you've got to see what he can do against that type of defense, a defense that's actually going to have, you know, some type of uh, of scheme, you know, of semblance. Um, but yes, he has showed a ton. He has showed that that he's a point guard probably that this team does need. So I do agree with you there. But I don't necessarily need him to be in the starting lineup, you know, but, but he's got to be one of those two key guys. I mean, in DSJ, you know, by not playing that game and by showing – you know, that lack of um, offensive skill uh, in those couple of games he did play, he basically, I think, saw himself out of the rotation that quickly. Here's what Thibodeau said in response to a question about how he's going to, basically how he's going to figure out who's who's getting star, who's getting starter minutes, who's getting big minutes. When, when you look at, you know, 
early season starters and minutes and stuff. How much are you basing that on practice? How much is it based on the game, the preseason games? Well, obviously- everything's based on merit. So, by the way, Mr. Uh, teacher over there, what does that mean? Everything's based on merit. That means whoever plays the best, you know, is going to get the minutes. I mean, if you you're not you're not playing because of your name or how much you're uh, you're being paid or what it says in the the back of your basketball card or how long you've been in the league, right? Or whether you've ever played against NBA teams. You, you evaluate practice, who's practicing well, what groups are playing well. Then you, you take that further with the games and you take that information. Uh, and so if someone's practicing well, that is important to us. Uh, and then when you have your preseason games, if they play well and the team is functioning well when they're on the floor, that's important as well. And so, uh, and that's all you can do. And you, I think you play the, the people you feel are going to give you the best chance to win. Uh, but you also have the understanding that, you know, over the course of an NBA season, everyone gets an opportunity. Based on everything Thibodeau said right there, how, if it's based on merit, how could he possibly go with an Alfred Payton or DSJ? I'm definitely not a DSJ, but how could he go for an Alfred Payton over Emmanuel Quickly, who over the last two games had such a positive impact on this team? Well, again, he's got to look at who's around those players. So if he thinks that Quickly fits better... With those five guys that are coming in, you know, at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, then that just might be where he places him. Isn't you know, all again, that matters he, he, is that he's just a better player than Alfred Payton right now? And isn't that all you, he should need in order to start over him? Well, look, again... I mean, isn't it as simple as that? It, it's not just about that, but I mean, you're looking at a, at Emmanuel quickly as a point guard who can score. And you've got RJ in that starting lineup. You've got Randall in that starting lineup. And I know quickly looked great alongside those guys in that last game. But again, with that second unit, when you guy, when you have guys like Obi Top, you're still waiting what he's going to do. You got guys like Kevin Knox, who had like one great game, you know, and a terrific fourth quarter. But beyond that, he really hasn't shown you much. And he's got a longer resume than Quickly does. You can't count on him. So maybe you want to put Quickly in with those guys because he's going to elevate them and he can bring something to the table. So I want to put quickly in from the get-go solely because he's at least adequate in running the team. But he can shoot. We need a... Like you were just saying, you got Julius Randle, you got R.J. Barrett, okay? And then you got... You either have Mitch or Nerlens. You have no shooters in any of those guys. That's true. Not one of those guys can hit the three. But you are going to have a shooter in there because you're either going to have Reggie Bullock or you're going to have Alec Burks. You're going to have one fucking shooter in there. You're going to have a shooter. Well, that's not enough. It's just not enough. We need shooting so desperately that the fact that quickly can shoot the three. And listen, how can you argue that he can't run the offense as well as Peyton? I mean, he he can. We've seen it. I've seen enough to figure that out. He's got all the tools to run a successful offense. Like you said, he he reads the defense. He drives the lane and, and he's got great vision to either, you know, he kicks it out to who he should or he's got the amazing floater, you know, or at least it seems like it's amazing and it's going to be great. Um, he can shoot, like we said. And when you got guys around him, no matter which unit he's with, guys like Randall or Knox or RJ who love to grab the rebound and run it up the floor, we saw a play already where he can trail them and step into that three and make it. So he does, he, look, he, he looked great out there, all right, and... There's no reason why it can't continue. I don't, I'm not going to have a big issue with it 
either way, whether it's him coming off the bench or starting. Uh, because uh, to be honest, before these preseason games started, I didn't even think he was going to get any run. I didn't think he was going to get burned. I thought they were going to hold him off till the end because I thought that there was, you know, players ahead of him in the rotation already. I'm glad. I, I mean, I love what I'm seeing from Thibodeau. Not just the fact that he's playing in these minutes, the fact how he left those four guys, the five guys in in that fourth quarter because they were the ones that came back. He treated it like a regular season game. I love everything that Thibodeau is doing. So I'm going to trust him, you know, uh, and we'll see what happens when we get into the regular season. You know, it seems like he's he's in it to win it. You know, it's amazing how quickly everything has shifted. Over the past two games, those first two games, or even those first two and a half games into the third game, where you just got Peyton starting, and then you got DSJ backing him up at the point. And those are the two clear favorites at the point guard position in the Knicks rotation. Yeah, and instead of getting excited for any of them, you're you're nervous, you're anxious, you're like, what, what what's this guy, you know, what, what's this babbling idiot going to do now with the ball, you know? And yet with quickly, you're so excited. DSJ is playing his ass off defensively, thank God. But offensively, it's a fucking disaster. Unfortunately, it is. But all of a sudden, quickly gets his moment and he's shining. And I don't know, maybe it's just how bad our point guard situation has been. It has because we're 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 waxing poetic about this guy for essentially one game in a preseason against against the Cavaliers against, against the worst team in the NBA. I mean, come on, easily the worst team in the NBA. No <laughs> Kevin Love on the floor for them. Yeah, no, I understand that, guys. But what else do we have to judge them on? All right, let's face it. Over the four preseason games, we played Detroit two games and Cleveland two games. Both teams suck as much as we do. But what else do we have to go on? All right, Alfred Payton and DSJ, they didn't light it up against these equally bad teams. All right, they didn't earn their place to start, but Emmanuel quickly did. He 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 shined against these equally shitty teams. All right, they didn't do anything. They had as much of an opportunity against just as bad teams. So I don't think we can just dismiss it and say, well, Emmanuel quickly succeeded against shitty teams because Alfred and DSJ had the same kind of competition. So I don't think it's fair to just dismiss it. I mean, Emmanuel quickly played great in the time he was given against Cleveland. But everybody did. I mean, you look at the numbers across the board from these guys. It was crazy. I mean, yeah, and what's and w- when did that happen when quickly was in the game? Yeah, I understand these other guys the yeah, these other guys thing. lifted up their games too. And and you can't say you can't give you you give a lot of credit to quickly. You can't give all of it to quickly. I mean, they they dominated the game. After 3 quarters, it was 103 to 57. They were up by 49 points at one point in that game. I, it was I mean, just, I truly believe that having, a good, having a good point guard who's confident and knows what they're doing changes the entire dynamic of your team. Well, it'll be exciting. It's, you know, it's going to be great to see. We're not, we don't have to wait long to see it. I mean, you got to love everything about this kid. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying, Kevin Knox, another one, had a huge game, 20 points, Six of seven from three. Right. When you go for six of seven from three, yeah, when you're doing that. And what do you have, 12 points in the fourth quarter of that first game against Cleveland? Yeah, and he and he did a little bit of both. Yeah, he, we, we got to see him get to the get to the hoop a little bit more in that, that quarter. But he seems like he's playing with more confidence. Obviously, when your shot's falling, that's just naturally going to happen. And have you noticed that he, him and Obi play really well together? And in the summer, supposedly they spent a lot of time playing together. And Obi's found him for some nice passes. And I don't know, I think I notice a, a different level of confidence for Knox when he's playing with Obi. He's said, you know, he's more comfortable this year. He's got more people in his corner. Yeah, and you got a guy, although he didn't play with him, you know, uh, a, a fellow alma mater, you know, and quickly coming from Kentucky. Did you just say a fellow alma mater? It, that, that, that 
Does it make sense to say it that way? No. <laughs> fellow alumni? No, How would you say it? A fellow alumni? Yeah. From his alma mater? Yeah, but that would be redundant. Jay, what did you think about quickly? Listen, did he look really good? Yes, he did. But again, I'm I'm not getting I'm not getting too excited over two games against the Cleveland fucking Cavaliers. I'm sorry. Did you what get the excited? Fuck? I'm sorry. Did what you get excited? Would you guys like to get excited about? Jason. Exactly. Jason, did you get What's excited the opening couple of minutes of that game? What do you mean? Just because of how they started. I was the exci- game? I was excited. When, when when they started, it was like, I don't know whatever the score was thirteen to three or when they came out on that rampage right out of the gate. I was yes, in my kitchen but, watching with, with with my son. We were we were jumping up and down, high fiving. Those games are going to be few and far between. You know did that. you get excited a little bit from that? A little bit for preseason game number four against Cleveland, I guess. All sure, right, I'm just checking not? that you have a pulse. I understand, but like we all need to like calm down. Just a bit. I mean, we went from going who who did they just pick with this with the twenty fifth pick? That's what's so fucking exciting, like, oh, Blandy. That's what's exciting about it. Uh, I think we need to like slow down a little bit here. What? Listen, is he better than Alfred Payton? I mean, Alfred Payton basically sucks. So yes, yes, he he's is. better than fucking Kyrie Irving, Blandy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are Kyrie Irving in this life or in a past life? He's better than Kyrie Irving in this life, in Durant's life, in anyone's fucking life. How have you not hit that soundboard yet? Yeah, oh, you're slowing the fucking well, up to I didn't know if you... In my past life, like I said, I was you. I was you. I was you were you. who? But you are now? That's what I'm up here. Is he talking to, Who's he talking about? You, Blandy? He was he's you? Talk, no, he's talking to KD. It's KD. It's crazy. Maybe he was IQ in a previous life. Speaking of uh, crazy interviews, did you guys catch the... Kevin Knox, Rebecca Harlow interview on the court. Well, partially on the court after Knox's game against Cleveland. That was classic. I liked how he had no clue where she was. Yeah, this is, I didn't even get it. It's like she needed those things that they use at the airport when the planes are coming in to be like, hey, fucker, I'm up here. But like, I didn't even get like, why do you say shut up there? Just because he's like, he's like, stop it already type of thing. Like, Rebecca Harlow is like all the way up in the stands and probably like 40 feet away from her is Kevin Knox. And she's got a mask on. Did you notice it? She's got a mask on. She's got a mic in her hand. The MSG is pumping the crowd, the cheering crowd after the game. <laughs> right. Which makes it impossible to hear anything. <laughs> There's often like, would you turn the fucking crowd off at this point? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so Knox, I he's he's having trouble hearing behind the crowds going crazy. She's up in the stands, um, in the crowd, in the invisible cheering crowd, and he's got the idiot security people around him like pointing in all directions. <laughs> and she's like, Kev, 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 up here. Yeah, I don't know who do he say shut up to. Kevin. That's what I was trying to figure out. Is he just like shut up, like get out of my head type of thing? <laughs> shut up. Crowd, shut up. Oh, you're up there. Sorry. Shut up. Where did he think she was? Did, did they have him, like, did he think they had him staring at that part of the arena? Well, usually they're at the end of a, usually that they're at the end of a boom mic, you know, like 10 feet away. MSG is like so overcautious. They've got her in the fucking second section <laughs> up at MSG. Guys. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company is changing the crumb cake game. Jay, have you had any crumb cakes this week? This week? No, not since I finished the bla- uh, the chocolate raspberry. What is next no. 
on the agenda for you as far as crumb cakes? Um, I'm super excited to see what's coming with January. I mean, the, whatever the cake of the month is for January, I'm excited, but I'm still eyeing that PB&J. All right, guys, I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm going to give our listeners a little tip. Don't tell Clarkson Avenue that I'm doing this, but I can't hold it in any longer. Oh, exclusive. Coming in 2021, they're going to be featuring on their website, get ready for it, a build your own crumb cake. <gasps> Shut up. Are you serious? You get to pick everything that goes in it. Brilliant. Holy crap. That sounds spectacular. All right. Well, from holiday gift boxes to their world famous crumpkins to their crumb cake of the month subscription, you can get those in three, six, or 12 months. Please go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com and use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. And I think it's time we talk about someone in particular here on the Knicks. Uh, Someone who's been getting a lot of heat lately. Someone who his professionalism has been questioned. But with Nerlens Noel out, he finally got the chance to start these past two games. And he definitely played well. Yeah, and and what did we say? We said he's going to have to show up. We said he's going to need to be impactful on both sides of the floor. Dare we say his name? We said he needs to be a presence. He is Mitchell Robinson, and he had eight points, 12 boards in the last game, four blocks. How many fouls did he have, Craig? He had zero personal fouls, Barry, and that is an achievement. (laughs) That's crazy. He had four shots. He only took four shots. He was obviously very efficient out there. He was diving on the floor for balls. This was the Mitchell Robinson that you need to see every game, and he was great. He doesn't need to be shooting threes. We don't need to be worrying about him shooting threes. We don't even need to be worrying about him expanding his offensive game. If he does this every single night, he is going to be a huge part of this team. He's going to have a huge impact. Yeah, after that game, you know, Thibodeau was being asked questions. And, you know, normal hard-nosed coach Thibodeau answering the questions and when he was asked about Mitch he got this big grin on his face um you know his eyes lit up and you know he's just been waiting to see that performance from Mitchell Robinson it finally came you know and he got to see what he's gotten him yeah Mitch has to keep that going every single game It, it changes the whole it changes the whole personality of the team when he plays like that I fell back in love with Mitch that game. Yeah, yeah, and Mitchell Robinson led the NBA in blocks in this preseason. Blocks and offensive rebounds. Have you noticed Mitchell's dislike for Mark Berman? Have you noticed, have you seen this clip of, of, first of all, throughout the entire training camp and preseason, whenever Mark Berman asks him a question, Mitch always goes like, Mark Berman. (laughs) Berman. Berman and like giggles but this one video clip that I'm about to play really just solidifies that he really despises Mark Berman I need to hear this because I I I don't know if I saw this next question comes from Mark Berman New York Post (laughs) (laughs) that was that was was, see what he did with his lip and then he rolls his eyes and then and then Berman's like hey man he's like What's up? Hey, man. What's up? It's like Berman slept with his girlfriend. Dude, he is... I don't know why I got to research what Berman's written about Mitchell Robinson. It's almost like a hello, Newman type of thing that he's got going on with Berman. Yeah, and he's been doing it all... He's been doing it the entire training camp in preseason. And actually, the first question 
uh, Rebecca Harlow asked a question that same interview and someone's fucking with Mitch and trying to distract him because you could see him like swatting something away and you could see him looking off screen and then she asked this really long question and then he just is like, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Even though he's clearly heard the whole thing, but he just was, his mind was elsewhere. Does this, go, I mean, is is part of what's going on here is this like the lack of professionalism that people are talking about? Or do you think that it's fine that that he's responding to a reporter's question like this? Do you sometimes feel like he has like the mind of like a 10-year-old? Well, how old is he? He's like 20. He's like 20, right? but again, the way that he fidgets around, the way that he speaks, the way that he answers the questions or doesn't hear the question, like you said, is like a 10-year-old, like looking off into the distance. Maybe maybe he's got ADHD or something. I mean, who knows? It's possible. I come on. We're, you got to be a little professional. Every time Mark Berman asks him a question, he's going to roll his eyes. He's going to breathe out like that. He's going to make some little funny joke. And then poor Mark Berman. You could even hear him giggle a little bit when he, like Mark Berman is used to it, but he can't ask Mitchell Robinson a question without getting some sort of like roll of the eyes from Mitchell Robinson. Well, then it's then it's got to be then it's on the organization though then to pull them aside if it's something that happens over and over again, and they need to pull them aside and have a talk with them. You know, I know I know Mitch has been having a good week. You know, he's had a good couple games. I had a good last game, like we said. But this is just another red flag that I noticed. I mean, come on, whatever whatever Berman wrote about you, Mitch, it can't be that bad, and you gotta let it go at some point. Mark's one of like six or seven people who's gonna be asking you questions. After every game. And you can't every time roll your eyes, laugh, make fun of him. You got to let it go. Speaking of Mark Berman, what do you guys think about this report that he, that he wrote about that the Knicks coaching staff is actually trying to make RJ into more of a three than a two? Does, do you think that makes a difference in anything? I personally don't. Yeah, he's interchangeable, you know, but I think they like his size, you know, and I think they love how he can maneuver himself and get to the lane that's been his strength you know this whole preseason it's been his strength you know his shot really hasn't fallen you know from more than 10 feet away from the basket or 15 feet away from the basket um so you know if he could create a little bit of extra size in that lineup for them and 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 do his thing in the paint and then you put you know a shooting guard who can shoot next to him it's probably going to be you know, the, the best lineup that this team is going to be able to put out there. Yeah, and he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't really cracked that three-point shot yet. No. I think his shot does look better this year. He's not forcing anything, and yet he's coming away with, you know, the most field goal attempts, you know, on the team. He doesn't need to be given the ball. He just, it's all in the flow of the offense. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Thibodeau has commented on his work ethic and practice and how, you know, it's really, you started to rub off on other guys. Um, so you love to hear that type of stuff. Can I can I um, make a confession? Sure. This is we a have safe confession space, music, Greg. Jay. Is there such a thing as confession music? Like a I, confessional I mean, music? Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't have any confession music. I mean, you could make a sound of like, um, you know, like the thing moving over, like in a confession booth. What is that? At church. Oh. There's a thing that moves over, like the drape? Yeah, like when you say, no, Father, uh, little, forgive the, me for I've sinned. The little window thing slides over. But they don't do that anymore. Oh. All right, here's my confession. And Frank, I want you to close your ears because uh -oh. you might not want to hear this. I know we've had a love affair, pretty much, for your entire existence here with the Knicks. <laughs> Earmuffs. Ear but I must confess that in the past, 
the past couple of years, whenever Frank wasn't playing, I was I, I was depressed. I was sad. We suddenly didn't have that guy in our lineup that was chasing after loose balls, you know, giving it his all. He seemed like the lone guy that really busted his ass on defense. But I'm going to be honest that over these past couple games, it's the first time since Frank's been on this team where him not being in the lineup, I didn't miss him. I did not miss him. <laughs> it's crazy for me to say that, but I did not miss him. And it's Tib, I didn't miss him one bit. And he's a guy that, that I could never envision losing. But Tibbs has this way, so far at least, of making this team play hard, making every single guy go after all the loose balls, making them play hard defensively. That missing that one guy in Frank wasn't that big of a deal anymore to me. I, 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 they, I'm, I don't know if it was just quickly playing well, but, but I think that overall the team defense really made such a big difference that we weren't so dependent on that one guy. We weren't so dependent on Frank providing that effort because we got it all around. And I just hope that, that this is true, that Tibbs is really building this team into a, into a sort of system and that we can sustain this and we can keep it going. And it wasn't just a flash in the pan for a game or two. Well, I think we've seen it all preseason, but I hope it continues. Well, look, this game on Wednesday night is going to be a, a big measuring stick. And, and, and look, we overreact to everything, right? We overreact to preseason and all that. And you could say, hey, don't overreact to one game. But it's a regular season game. It's against somebody in your conference. And... You know, it's a shorter season. These games mean a little bit more. You're going to see where the Knicks are at because the Pacers are a highly competitive team. They are year in and year out. And you're going to see how competitive this team is. You know, how, how competitive the Knicks will be. The, you know, they, they should be in a good place right now. They're coming off an amazing game. They should feel very confident and very good going into this first game. It's going to be it's going to be very telling exactly how bad our Knicks team is or isn't. Yeah, and it's not going to be a matter of whether they win or lose. It's just going to be about the effort. Right. The way Tibbs is building this team, they should be able to compete even when their shots aren't falling if they're playing that hard on both ends of the floor, especially defensively. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't know if their shots are going to be falling against Indiana. But if they can just not have a letdown defensively and keep this team defense, this hard-nosed play as a group going and not have a letdown in that way, that will be telling. Yeah, whether it's creating turnovers and running down that floor or getting the, the, the defensive rebound and pushing it up the floor, just run the other team out of the gym because you've got the stamina and the athleticism and the youth to do that. You've got to steal points away from them to stay in these games and, like you said, at least keep it competitive. All right, guys, you all hear that music? It is time for the news. Brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. And if anybody has taken full advantage of the Manscaped product, it's your newsman himself, who right now is showing me his lower regions. What is that, right below your belly button? That is not the least bit. True. It's, that's there's well, what is nothing that? there's nothing about that at all. That's what you see right now is my face. <laughs> okay. You just Can you tell us about your manscaping experience using uh what do we have? Got the lawnmower. The lawnmower, yeah. The ball toner. 
I've been using the the toner. I actually used the uh, spray deodorant the other day for the first time also. Very mm. refreshing in the middle of the afternoon. And does that have yeah. a scent? Um, it's really just like a refreshener kind of thing. It's like, you know, using like Febreze on uh, clothing or something. Have you gotten you any know? compliments from any of your friends or significant others about um, your, your areas? No, no. Nothing. No, have you, I, have, I have not. Have you made your testes your their their besties? That I have done. That I've with the with the lotion that I've been using, I feel like they're the besties that they've been in years. You ever get carried away with that lotion? Um you mean and just ended up in some kind of like vigorous <laughs> uh no. All right. No, well no, I have No I have not. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. All right. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You can get twenty percent <laughs> off and free shipping. Yeah, don't knock him out the promo code. With code HARDNICKSLIFE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So rosters uh, had to be set as of 10 p.m. Central time today for uh, everybody. Basically, every I think every team was down to their 15 except for two. Uh, when the Knicks play the uh, Pacers, Miles Turner and TJ Warren are expected to be available for the opener. Both of them practiced today. Uh, Miles Turner had a, a concussion that was keeping him out of practice, and TJ Warren was dealing with some plantar fasciitis, but both of them are expected to play. Uh, you know, clearly the Knicks would have had a better shot if if neither of those guys were, were playing. Uh, Mike Verkunov of the Atlantic, I don't know if you saw this, did a- uh, Vorkanov. A poll. What? Vorkanov. Whatever. Vorkanov. He did a, a poll on the best and worst owners in the league. He asked league executives, agents, front office people, that sort of thing. Big surprise, James Dolan, bottom three. <laughs> but bottom, not bottom three, but not the bottom. Bottom three. Well, I don't it didn't specifically say what order at the bottom, but he was he was in the bottom three with the guy who owns the Kings and crap, who was the other one? I I can't remember the third person. Oh, Robert Carver of the Suns was the third one in the bottom. So it was Dolan Carver and uh, the the Indian billionaire who owned the 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 Kings. Um, what else I got here? Oh, hey, Craig, you'll be happy to hear this. Chris Tapps has been medically cleared to participate in non-contact defensive work and five-on-zero play. I thought okay. you would really like that. Big steps. That's like yes. that's actually like a level that they quantify yeah. when yes. they're going through rehab. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Non-contact defensive work <laughs> and five on zero play. What What's the next step after that one, Jay? What does he get to do um, after that? I would think that after that, there's probably semi-contact defensive work. <laughs> five and on one. Ridiculous. What the five fuck is five on, on none one play? play. When, yeah. when do they do five on none? Ridiculous. To me, that's just. Can he play in three on none or it has to be five on none? Five on none is what it says. So they don't want to come out and say he's not even close to ready (laughs) to to, to play, but they'll they'll give him that little tidbit. So it looks like he's progressing. Shoot by himself. Yeah, pretty much. Well, him and four other dudes. (laughs) The uh, NBA has taken away a 2022 second round pick from the uh, Bucks. Because of that whole Bogdan Bogdanovich um, thing that went on earlier in the year, and then today was the last day for uh, teams to um, re-up on their th- those uh, the rookie deals. I don't know if you saw 
Most people re-upped, although a couple of notables did not. Lonzo Ball did not reach an agreement with the Pelicans. Same thing with uh, John Collins and the Hawks. Notable for the Knicks, Frank Milikina and Dennis Smith Jr. were not, uh, did not have their contracts extended. Did you see that Jonathan Isaac got like a eighty million dollar? Yeah, for the Magic extension. Is that is that crazy? He averaged like eleven points, I think eight or nine boards last year. Well, did you see some of the people who did get the extensions? Luke Kennard yeah. with the Clippers got like sixty something million bucks. Markel Fultz got fifty million. Yeah, extension. for the Magic. Which is insanity. I mean, a couple of years ago, the guy couldn't even, you know, shoot the ball. Like, literally couldn't shoot it. It's, it's Some of the money that they hand out is stupid. Rudy Gobert got five years and $205 million. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma re-upped with the Lakers for three years and $40 million. And that's the way uh, the basketball bounces. That's the best bouncing basketball you could find? That is, the, you know what the best part of that basket, bouncing basketball is? No one hears that over your music, so... <laughs> Thank God. So why don't you like wait on the music then, so that way people can hear it. Wait, I'm gonna you, wait on the music. You won't have an outro though. He I'm likes that being your outro music. On the music, so you could play that fucking basketball bouncing sound effect. <laughs> All right, guys, looking ahead to the season opener, who who do you got starting, Barry? This is for bragging rights. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Burks should be healthy and ready to go, right, for game one. So I'll say him, and then at the point. Well, Burks was missed the last game just for the birth of a child. Right, right. So I'm going to say Alfred Payton. The same lineup that we had to start game in the preseason, except that Mitch is in for Nerlens. Yes. Blandy? I would agree with that. Sounds right to me. Craig wants to say quickly. <laughs> I'm just going to say it to say it. Someone's <laughs> got to be right and wrong. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going Alfred quickly. Alfred and quickly? Yeah. RJ, Randall, and Mitch. All right. I don't think that Thibodeau is going to commit to quickly at the point. And I How think this is, is the he? perfect opportunity. What's his size? He's small. But I think this is the perfect opportunity with Burks missing a couple games for him not to start game one because he's been out of the mix. And they really don't really have anyone else. Well, Reggie Bullock has started a couple of games. And Bullock, Bullock, Bullock looked good the last game, actually. Yeah, yeah 17 points, five boards, six of seven from the field, three of four from three. Well, let's see what happens. If I'm right, would that be a genius prediction or what? Yes. <laughs> it would. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. Remember, if you like or listen to our show, please leave us some five-star ratings and or positive reviews. And you can call us at 516 Mesh One. And remember, you can get all your Hardnicks Life merch or OB1 t shirts at hardnickslife.threadless.com. Christmas coming up, guys. Have you guys guys have any big plans? Have you done anything yet for the holidays? Ugh. Yeah. Listen to my night real quick on Sunday. We spent the four of us as a family five and a half hours in the car. What? Wait, what? Because we decided to go to the Magic of Lights at Jones Beach. <laughs> Which I did so we, that last year. It is torture waiting on Dude. But it had to be so much worse. We left at 5 o'clock. The place is only a half hour from my house. Maybe 40 minutes. We didn't get home till 10.30. And because was that you're just sitting, waiting online to get to see it? You're waiting online in your car to approach the entrance for like three or four hours. 
I waited online a long time last year. Did your kids have to pee or anything or use bathrooms? Just just yes. Some lights? So they have like a halfway turn through the lights when you're actually through there. <laughs> they had to pee. They come back in the car. They said the line is way too long because everybody's been sitting in their car for four hours. So my son said, I'll just go in here, you know, because we, we picked up McDonald's on the way. We, we were smart enough to eat on the way there because we figured maybe it'll take a long time. So he decided to pee in a cup in the car okay. and I said no 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 this is not a good idea and my wife is like no he's done it before with me because he pees all the time <laughs> so then so he's There's like no I, way he I, gets I, all I can't that do pee it. in the cup he's like I can't do it because I, I can't like hold my pants and hold my penis at the same time mom can you hold the cup so she's holding the cup he starts peeing he's like mom mom you're you're, you're, you're tipping the cup you're tipping the cup it's getting on me <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare I was once I once had a five hour drive home from work in the snow in a blizzard and I was I had to pee so bad I couldn't get off. I had this like Gatorade bottle. Dude, for like an hour and a half I'm driving with the Gatorade bottle in one hand, trying to work up the courage to whip Isn't it out it? and pee in this thing. Because I honestly don't understand how people do it. Yeah, Especially I, I when you're you gotta, driving. Like, lift your butt up off the seat to get some <laughs> gravity working in your favor to get... Yeah, but see, if a Gatorade bottle, at least there's a wide mouth. Like, have you ever tried with, like, a water bottle where it's like this? How do you get the right angle while you're driving? Right, you gotta, yeah, you gotta... Like, I can't even you have really to sit up, up in your seat, like, at the edge of your seat. Dude, you the whole your neck because your head's like, going in the ceiling. Nobody could see me, but the whole drive, I'm like, am I trying to... <laughs> And I never did it. I eventually, like, fucking just... I eventually, like, got all the way home and pulled over to a gas station, dude, and I had to crawl out of my car because I was holding in piss for so long that my body was, like, all fucked up. Have you ever had that happen? Where you, like, can't stand up? Well, Barry, that sounds like a great Sunday night. Wait, so was there piss then in the car? Uh, no, it, it, it was a little bit. It landed on him, and then he's like, forget it. Like, he, he just gave up. Forget it, forget it. I'm just going to hold it. You'd have a better shot trying to pee in your mouth than one of those cups, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Until next time, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.